Welcome, Margaret. We really appreciate you joining us to share about your journey with the Enneagram. Oh, thank you. Thanks for inviting me. So you identify with point eight. When you have worked with point eight and all the things that you've learned and the inner work that you've done with it, what would you say has been one of the most impactful things that you learned and worked with that has had one of the greatest transformational effects on your life? I would say it's my relationship with power. And I would say that that is because um, I, I learned through my work that that um, that power can create great things, um, not just be destructive. And I think I grew up in a world where power was a very destructive thing. And so I, I kind of squished my power for a long time before I could step into it. So how in the squishing of your power, but it was there, I mean, how would it come out or how did you how did you work with the fact that you were squishing it? What did that feel like? It 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 came out in negative ways, which is what I was trying to avoid, but it was like a tea kettle always boiling. Like the energy was always there, it was always boiling, and then eventually it would just blow. And that's how it would come out. So in order to step into my power, I had to annihilate everyone in my field of presence. And so once you started honoring the power, what do you remember what you were able to do in your body or your heart or even your perceptions that allowed it to flow in healthy ways? Yeah, I think that there was no connection between my gut instinct and my mind. So I was always operating on gut instinct. <clears throat> so my, I, I essentially just kept my heart out of it. And so when I had to bring my heart into it, I had to let myself feel the power and and feel others as well. So being um, being in the power, but also being relational, um, was a huge breakthrough for me um, in the work that I've done around the eight. And do you find that you actually got positive feedback from people about feeling you contributing your power in a positive way? Yeah, I would say yes. Um, uh, one of the things that I try to be cognizant of is that <clears throat> we were just doing, I was just part of a focus group of doing a study on the place that I work. And I had so much to contribute, but there was 40 people in the room. So I would say before um, my work, I would have just taken over the floor and given them all the answers because I had them all. And so there would be no point in anyone saying anything <laughs> Because I already knew all the answers. And that statement is true. I knew all the answers. I knew what they were looking for and I knew what to give them. But essentially, it was if my power existed, yours did not. And so um, what I've learned to do is to really take the temperature of the room and to listen to others um, and to decide if that I could contribute without shutting anyone down. And has there been a benefit that you have felt for yourself uh, in uh, inviting their power into the room? Is there something that that also does for you? For instance, do you find that you get more creativity out of them or you get a sense of more partnership? I'm just curious how that's impacted you. It's definitely a sense of partnership, but it's also a sense of shared power. 
and and shared responsibility where I would take everything on because, you know, I knew how it had to be done and the right way to do it and I just do it and I wouldn't bother teaching you or or helping you in any way to try and learn how to do it. I would just take over and I think that now that I've learned how to be in that relational field and empower others, it takes a lot off my shoulders. There's a lot of weight off of me because I can share the space and there's a lot more creativity because by people contributing their thoughts and feelings and their point of view and there's that kind of diversity of thought and sharing, it opens up doors that I wouldn't necessarily have opened up in myself before or given me a different way of looking at something or a creative way to solve a problem that I wouldn't have thought of. So here's an interesting question, Margaret. Since you have this experience now of not having to be so responsible every single moment, it frees up your energy for other aspects of yourself. And can you just maybe name a little bit what other aspects have come online that weren't there before? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I'm I'm going to go back to um, the... I think maybe infinite possibilities. Like there are so many possibilities that exist that I had no time to even address um, because I was I was chopping wood and carrying water and not thinking about um, anything else. That that was you know this was the way to go and my blinders were on and and I was very much a taskmaster and getting things done and leading a group and but but not really um, trying to think of how how to describe it. Um, there's more of me to give to others, essentially. Mm. Mm-hmm. And me meaning sort of authentic you, um, vulnerabilities, right. strengths, ideas, all of that. Mm-hmm. And being of service. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you've been talking a fair amount about the relational field and what is one piece of advice, if you could give one piece of advice to people about creating a healthy and happy relationship with AIDS, be it as friends, significant others, family, whatever, what might, what advice might you give? That's a really good question, too. Um, I, you know, I think about as soon as you said that, what advice would I give? <laughs> it's about vulnerability. We don't do vulnerability. We don't, we're always, I feel like as an aide, I'm always the one who needs to be the strong one and needs to keep everything together and needs to keep um, myself together and and to be there for other people but not to ever fall apart. And I think uh, relationally, aides need to know a a level of safety to know that it's okay to be vulnerable. And uh, that would be my advice is to create safety. Mm, Beautiful. So creating safety, just say a little bit more about how we can do that. Um, hmm. Well, for me, um, you know, safety means that, that, you know, if I put myself in a place of vulnerability and, and let's say I'm very upset about something and I really need to vent, but really behind all of the venting, are these immense tears that are just sorrowful and and in a lot of pain and so i I have to know that that the um, that if I get to that place of of revealing those tears that there isn't this 
that it's safe to go to that place, that you're not going to also fall apart, or that you're not going to look to me not to fall apart, that it's okay for me not to be strong. Mm. And, of course, there's a million different ways that could happen. I don't know if you can really say specifically what would work, but I'm wondering if it might be something like, is it reassurance? Is it the other person showing up in their own power so that they don't feel fragile to you? Is there anything that you can say about that? Yeah, it's really about presence and the ability to stick with with me while I'm going through it. So there is, I think, and I've really been working on this, there's something very frightening about the amount of anger an ache can bring forth. You know, it's like this furious, I will kill you anger. And it's really, as we all know, just covering up something else. And so typically, there's enough, I can create enough dif- dis- distance between you and I that I never have to show you that vulnerability. And I know that. I know that that is what that is creating. And so I have to feel safe enough that I don't have to go there. And if I do, you're not going to run away. Thank you so much. Well, Margaret, this has really been wonderful, and I'm wondering as we come to a close, uh, what might you like to say to your fellow eights around the globe? Oh, I would I would love to say to soften and to be present with your heart as much as you can because people are so awesome and they have so much to offer if we just open to it. Thank you so much. Well, really deep appreciation for the work that you've done in your life to blossom yourself and your capacities into the world. Thank you. Yeah, I was fortunate to meet the right teacher, so thank you. You're welcome. Many blessings. To you too. Well, welcome, Eric. Thank you so much for taking time to talk about your journey um, using the Enneagram. So you identify as point eight. What was one thing that you learned about Enneagram type eight that has had the most impact and transformational effect on your life? Uh, I think... um... I would say that the most impactful thing was uh, when I experienced other people, uh, like learning about the eight, it was, it just made sense. It was something I just could see um, rationally and logical. And when I, when I met other men that were five and two and I, I, I have, and I was friends with them and learned about them intimately, and I could see that their how their worldview uh, was completely different than mine as a two and a five. It, I think, it gave me a new appreciation of of being able to travel, you know, to five and two, and then through all the types even. Um, so I, I think it wasn't so much about a learning cognitive thing, but experiential of, of understanding a little bit about how these things work and then being with other, other men who are some of the other types. So that's really interesting, Eric, because rather than 
you focusing on what it was about type 8 itself that was, you know, going to be transformative for your life, it seems like you were really learning about different ways and modes of being that maybe that just in and of itself helped kind of break you out of the box or the prison that your your just insular eight view might have been. Oh, exactly. I You know, I felt learning about it, I'm like, oh, yes, well, that, that's me, there I am. But I, 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 I wasn't going to break out of it by knowing I was in it, you know what I mean? I had to mm-hmm. see things outside outside the box that I could move to, um, just standing inside my box, looking around, going, "Hey, this is my box." It wasn't <laughs> for me, you know. It wasn't. It didn't feel so enlightening uh, because mm-hmm. it was kind of obvious to me, I guess. Right, and then you're also in your talking about like experiential learning. That's very much um, a body type kind of thing, you know, like yes, eight do learn by just being something, by experiencing it directly. Yes. And I would say that was helpful to, to realize was that uh, that that made sense for me, that that was the case. And that also gave me a way to describe it. Um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't, you know, I don't know if I would have had a, such a clear view of that's what it would take uh, unless I had learned about, you know, me and my body type. Mm. Thank you. So if you could say one thing to other people about how to create a healthy relationship with a type 8, what would your advice be? It varies somewhat based on, you know, whether the 8 is, you know, what realm they're in. Are they relatively healthy? Are they kind of off the rails? Um, And for 8s like me, I can go from very healthy to off the rails in a nanosecond. So uh, I guess I would say, um, you know, some things that are helpful are if the aid has gone off the rails and is, you know, raging or controlling, is to, is to you know, step away. And uh, for me personally, it's been very helpful if, if I'm just let... Uh, to be alone, to work it out on my own, um, without people trying to come help or aid or fix or um, or uh, interact, and so that that's that's been significant. Um, and of course, you know, if you know if the eight smells that someone's trying to control them, it it usually doesn't go very well, uh, depending on their level of health. Um, and uh, I think the, the last thing, the third thing I'd say that's helped is, is when other people, or I guess it's, it's in the same vein, when other people can either remind me that they're on my side or when I'm actually able to place myself in the, the realm that I'm viewing as the other. And I put myself in with the other uh, uh, and I guess I don't know what the other person would do to make that happen. Maybe just maybe just remind me that that's the case. I don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. But that is a very powerful practice that you're giving to all of us, any type that we are, is to really practice um, and understand where all the different types are coming from. Yeah. 
Yes. And I guess, you know, it's, yeah, for other people, like I said, I think the the biggest thing is is to, the most helpful thing I would say probably is, is to back off and let them run their course. So what would you like to tell your fellow Enneagram type eights around the globe that are going to be listening to this over the next few years? Well, I mean, the biggest thing I think is, is to realize and learn that, that most, most of the world is on your side. And, and there are very few, if any, uh, enemies out there that need to be conquered or uh, combated. Um, you know, put yourself, like I said, put yourself in the other that you are creating for yourself and, uh, you know, make yourself a worker among workers and a, uh, you know, a friend among friends. Uh, just put yourself in the group that you are currently perceiving as other. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I think relish, relish in, in your capability to, to provide aid to others. Focus on that. Um, and, you know, I guess lastly, uh, l- learn to accept help and aid. Um, mm. that, you, know, you, ha- you have to feel your vulnerability. You have to acknowledge that it's there. Um, and, uh, you know, and it doesn't have to be an aid that helps you, <laughs> you know. You're really talking about the kind of open-heartedness and giving and receiving of moving to the high side of point two from mm-hmm. eight there with that, yeah, to see what you can give, how you can help, and then to also receive. Very beautiful. Powerful stuff, Eric. Thank you so much. A mm-hmm. powerful Thank message you. for our globe, for the eights on our planet. 